as the vast majority of you are now aware, there's been some developments uh, with Father Garcia uh, and the investigation into accusations made against him. Uh, I do want to address those. I have a written statement, so I won't go all over the place. Um, the, uh, you know, of course, our children that are here are going to hear this. You know, how, what do I tell my children? And, and the best advice is keep it as simple as possible. Just satisfy their curiosity. You don't have to go over the top. Just keep it simple. Brothers and sisters of our St. Philip family, many weeks ago I addressed you about the fact that accusations made against Father Garcia had resulted in the bishop removing Father Garcia from his role as our associate pastor and from all public ministry. The Franklin police conducted an investigation into the accusations. The police report was taken up by the grand jury this past Tuesday which resulted in multiple charges of sexual battery by an authority figure. Father Garcia turned himself into the Franklin police Friday evening. What now? While I am concerned about my brother priest, Father Garcia, more importantly, I must now focus my attention on you, our parishioners, and on those directly involved and their families and on our parish staff. We have all been traumatized to one degree or another. Our community is traumatized. Individual families have been traumatized. Our parish staff is traumatized. I'm traumatized. As a critical incident stress debriefer, I know too well that trauma causes harm. Some harm is easy to recognize, some is not. But I also know that if we face our traumas, grace can come forth. I am very mindful of Paul's words to the Romans in chapter 8, verse 35. What will separate us from the love of Christ? Will anguish or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? A trauma of abuse within a family or in a community has every potential to separate us from each other and even separate us from the Eucharist itself. As a community of faith, we must pray and work together so this will not happen to us. Is it okay to be angry? Yes, it is. Is it okay to be brokenhearted? Yes, it is. Some of us do not know what to feel or even how to feel. Like grief, dealing with our feelings takes time honesty, and effort. Because I'm concerned for our whole community, for you as parishioners, for our children and our staff, we are arranging for counselors to be available for anyone who would like to talk to a counselor. They will work with our religious education catechists and youth leaders to teach them how to deal with any questions that might come up during religious education. We will have a presentation in English and in Spanish to help you parents learn how to help your children who might be having difficulty processing these events. Counselors will also be available to our Hispanic community
for the particular needs that might come up among our Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters. I ask you for your sake and the community's sake to avoid taking sides of being for or against anyone. This is not a game. There are no winners when we allow ourselves to be divided by our opinions, judgments, thoughts, or attitudes. We must stay focused on our Lord who heals all ills. We must double down on our attachment to the Eucharist, which heals and in which we find our unity. We must allow the Lord to shed grace upon us so that regardless of our feelings, what we want most is to be united as a family, a family that prays for each other, a family that cares for each other, a family that reaches out to each other. This is what we want to become, the body of Christ. We must not allow anything or anyone to distract us or separate us from our spiritual quest. How am I coping? From minute to minute, I'm not real sure, but I know this. I live with the faith that every curse is a blessing in disguise. God will reveal himself to us as we face our traumas. My faith is always God is with us. We may not see how, but God is with us. It's kind of hard to segue from that into uh, the readings, (laughs) a bit of a challenge. But the example we see in Christ is the desire to heal for the purpose of keeping people as members of the community of faith. If you were a leper and if you were separated from the community and sent off into one of these leper colonies, you were clearly ostracized. You lost all contact with your family. Your family could come and see you, but not see you because there was a line of demarcation like a police line that you could not cross. So you might be back there in that corner. I can come this far, but that is as close as I can get to you. If I get any closer, I'm considered unclean, and I have to go live over there. The problem, the spiritual problem, is that people believed that those in in the leper communities were there because they had sinned. So they were further ostracized. Not necessarily because they had some kind of skin condition, but because they must have sinned to have this happen. So they were ostracized. They were put aside. And when you're put aside like that, what happens? You're out of the community. Your support systems, your families, your friends. And even worse, you could not go to the synagogue or could not go to the temple. It really was a curse. And so what Jesus does is demonstrates in his, in his words, I do will it. The gift he gave that leper was to restore that leper to the community. Restore that leper to places of prayer within the synagogue, in his home, or within the temple if he should go there. And Jesus 
is helping us see how God really works. God is not the God that inflicts punishments or misfortunes on anyone. Because God is defined by love, it's impossible for God to cause harm. God is the God who is with us in the midst of our traumas and our distresses in life. God is present to us at all times. And God wants to see us here, together, as a community of faith, praying together, worshiping together. When someone gets so angry as back in the height of all the abuse crisis, people left the church and I felt badly for them. Because, okay, left the church, you know, it's kind of a, all right, there are a lot of other people here. But the sadness for me is it wasn't just leaving the church, it was leaving the Eucharist. It was leaving the body of Christ. And that always broke my heart. We don't want that to happen to us. I don't want it to happen to any one of you personally. We'll have all these counselors available, but please know, I've, I've drastically increased my availability for uh, appointments. So if you need to come in, come in. If you want to come and yell and scream and tell me how angry you are, I'm going to yell and scream with you and tell you how angry I am. <laughs> We're in it together. And as I firmly believe, and many of you have heard me say this before, every curse is a blessing in disguise. It might stay disguised for a while, but if we stay together, pray together, play together, we will become the body of Christ. And God will reveal God's self to us.